you made it to level two, deeper questions leading to deeper answers. I'm Tomas Garza, and I'm here to help you decide to transform. I'll be setting the pace for the process to support your unfolding. Learn and commit to a practice that brings simplicity and an awareness of what is ready to be released. Join me now and allow the experience of a deeper sense of love. Hello and welcome to Decide to Transform. I'm your host, Tomas Garza, and I've got a very special high energy and fun show in store for you today. So I thank you for joining me from wherever you are listening in the world. I have got Mark Cordon on the show today, and I'll tell you a little bit about Mark, but expect a lot of exuberance, some laughter, and a lot of joy on the show today. No pressure, but hey, you know, <laughs> I had to say that. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's Mark laughing in the background, everybody. So Mark Cordon, MPH, is a positive psychology coach and co-founder of The Joy Revolution. Mark coaches misfit entrepreneurs and leaders who march to the beat of their own drum to claim their joy as they make a difference for others. He's appeared on national television and radio and delivered two TEDx talks on positive psychology and is the author of Beyond Resilient, the Coach's Guide to Ecstatic Growth. He is the host of the Golden Mike Podcast, an interview show that takes a deep dive into extraordinary people who lead their own joy revolutions. He also launched Tiny Little Classes, a solo podcast on growth and unlearning. Now, Mark has varied experience and a lot of it. Mark, welcome <laughs> to Decide to Transform. Thank you for having me on. Can I can I hire you to to do the intros to my podcasts? I mean, that's fantastic. Yes, uh, I'd, I'd be happy. <laughs> we'll we'll talk after. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's great to be here. Thank you, Thomas. Yeah, and thank you for coming on. You know, when we first met a few months ago, I thought I've got to get Mark on this show because you have so much to share and so much experience and. You know, the first thing that jumps out to me is the first thing that jumped out when we first connected, and that was Joy Revolution. And I know, I, I just know there's quite a story behind that. So let's lead with this. What is Joy Revolution and how did this all come about? Oh, wow. Now I see why I scheduled till two hours on this one. Um, the Joy Revolution really was a, a culmination of everything that I had been doing um, for my, my entire life. Uh, you know, I, my parents are, are immigrants, and so um, it's, it's been great uh, growing up kind of in two universes and then multi-universes. Um, and then once I, once I got my adulting on, uh, as the cool kids call it, right? Um, uh, my first job was in a university and it was doing social justice work uh, with students. That was about seven years that I did it. Um, I ended up burning out. Um, and I knew that I was burning out because I was coming back from work and I'd be taking these long showers and I didn't even realize I was in the shower until the water got, water got cold. Like I'd just be, th I'd be thinking about um, the pain that my students were in and, um, you know, it, it really got tough on me. And so uh, 
you know, I, I kind of looked around, uh, you know, uh, other jobs. I still love that, that job. And this job opened up um, uh, in, the, in the health area of our university. And I was like, I guess on paper it looks right because I'm an MPH, uh, master's in public health, but like I never thought I'd work in health. And so, like, uh, I thought that uh, when I w was getting hired, like, there was a, a beginning part where it was, like, hand washing and, uh, you know, like, uh, how to have safe sex, those sort of things. Mm -hmm. But there was yeah. a blank part of that. Um, there was a blank part of that job offer, and I asked them about it. And they said, we really see this strength in you creating things. And we want to see you create something here in the health department. And what I, the, it was just the first thing that I thought of how not to burn out. And not only that, but um, how not to just be okay. How do we go from being on the edge of burnout to being okay, the status quo, to flourishing? So it's like negative one to zero to infinity. Mm -hmm. And I ended up creating these programs. I ended up uh, falling in love with positive psychology and um, this once angry Asian suddenly turned into a person that wanted to have dialogue with people who I used to think as them, the enemy, the man. And uh, I really started to embrace a uh, controversy with civility. And so in coming out of, of, of that job, I really wanted to create something from those two experiences that seemingly are uh, diametrically opposed and put it together. And so at the intersection of wanting social change, whether it be through entrepreneurship uh, or being in a system, and at the uh, inter intersection of uh, flourishing was this joy revolution. And um, really the, the idea of the joy revolution is, hey, we've got all this um, self-help stuff out there right now. Yeah, yeah. Some of it good, some of it whatever <laughs> the face you got to see the you got to show your face on the podcast when but like you're shaking your head you know so but i call it shelf help because sometimes it stays on the shelf or needs to stay on the shelf right um but to me it was not enough i'm just using it an i statement it's not enough to find your own singular happiness and joy and then go to a mountain and vibrate for a hundred years um, maybe there's a couple of people on, on this earth that can do that and can raise people's consciousness. But I think um, for anyone else, um, when you get happy, when you, get, when you grab onto that frequency of joy, it's, it's contagious. Okay. Just, just like fear is contagious. Mm -hmm. And so we started to look at things like, why is it that... Um, the community comes together during all these tragedies, 9-11, school shootings, yeah. right? Yeah. But how many things, and, and not to put you on the spot, Tomas, but- Well, that's many, all right. <laughs> how many things can you think of where the community comes together um, in collective effervescence, not because of a tragedy, but because of something joyful? Not very many. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I'm in the same, I'm in the same area. Maybe for some people, sports, right? Mm -hmm. um, right. Um, but not a lot of other areas. 
And so we really wanted to create this, this idea of each person has their own joy revolution. If you tap in and then the revolution first will happen in the heart, yeah. right? Yes. And then when it happens in the heart, it can then start uh, resonating with other people. Mm-hmm. Suddenly other people are wanting to do uh, this social change work with benevolence. Uh, uh, and, and also at the same time, I want to say that, um, there is a place for things like anger and being appalled, but also at the same time, if you create new structures out of anger and being appalled, it's the same as the old structure. It will continue to anger and appall other people in the future. So how do we create things in joy once we start, you know, kind of breaking down some antiquated systems. And I think uh, a lot of people's awareness has gone up in the last couple of months about antiquated systems. But now what do we do? You know, so I feel very lucky that the joy revolution is where it's at right now. And, um, uh, in, and the sort of the way the world's turning, the way the world, the paradigms are shifting. And then there's this, the little joy revolution in there. And people can go out and navigate with the things that we teach. Right. And there's never a bad time, I think, for for this revolution. It just so happens that we're recording this in December of 2020. And well, those of you listening to us several years from now, you may look back in history to realize, okay, this is when the COVID-19 outbreak happened. And it's certain to continue into 2021. And it is framing the context for a lot of people's growth and examination. So Mark, how long have, has Joy Revolution been a part of your life as a program? So, so as a program, it's been three years. And okay. the has been fantastic because um, it's gone from this place where, okay, we get this, uh, here really is the positive psychology and other things where they're talking about joy. Now all of a sudden we're talking about going out and making the invisible visible through your revolution. Mm-hmm. And we have the fortune of having uh, uh, coaches who are writers to help the people in the revolution write their books, um, to amplify them, uh, to amplify their, their uh, message on stages. Uh, we have uh, we, this semester, we had a, a, this semester, I'm still thinking higher than uh-huh. <laughs> But sure. this round, we, we had uh, um, someone who had... Uh, 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 two TEDx's, but one of them hit over 6.6 million uh, in terms of her sharing her joy revolution. So she, we had her come in as a coach mm-hmm. to help the folks who are like, there's no way I could ever speak on a stage. You know? So it's really been fantastic. And, and to teach uh, and, and learn uh, from that program at this uh, uh, particular epoch in time is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it really is because there's so many people that are doing this type of work. Yeah. And so take us through, Mark, a little bit of the um, the backdrop that you mentioned. You referred to yourself a few minutes ago as an angry Asian. So what was behind all of that? You've had your own joy revolution and a tremendous transformation throughout this process. So, you know, where were you? What was that all about? Um, it's, I mean, boy... I mean, my, well, I think positive psychology uh, really hit the target for me because I was angry for so long. 
you okay. know? Yeah. And um, a, a lot of things started off with, uh, you know, I remember uh, just being a child and, and not giving a crap about anything. Like, uh, mm. and that's not in a, a, a detached sort of way. It was, it was in a, a way that like everything was amazing. And suddenly, mm. like, I don't know what the part of the, where I, it fractured off. And suddenly uh, I started looking at myself as being different. Suddenly it was confirmed that I was different when someone would say something about, hey, we're studying uh, the indigenous people of the Americas and people would be like, oh, that's Mark's people, right? Mm. And like, I was the go-to guy when it came to the non-white stuff growing up. And um, it, it really just, it, it got to the point where my, uh, my confidence was really low uh, in terms of who, what, who and what I could do in the world. Um, and I remember uh, one class in, um, in high school when, when someone just said a couple things, uh, it really set me off. And it was like an unconscious reaction and I spit in his face. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Mm. And um, I never talked back to teachers that was taught to always respect teachers and uh the the teacher came in and was like mark you're gonna be in uh uh penance hall for multiple Mm. weeks for that and i turned to him and i said you allowed him to call me a dog eater and you want me to pay for it Mm. i spoke to like you know and that was the very beginning of me like kind of thinking that i had some sort of sovereignty but that was still, it was so mixed up with anger that like, you know, um, uh, you know, I came home feeling great about myself, but it wasn't this greatness. It was illusionary greatness. It was just the fact that I didn't have a negative day. I just fought back and got to zero today. Okay. Yeah. And, and so um, uh, when I went into social justice work, if you weren't angry doing your social justice work, then you weren't actually doing social justice. Okay. And in retrospect, I realized how lonely it was for me to do that kind of work, how uh, indoctrinating I was trying to be by saying, this is how you should feel. Mm-hmm. Aren't you, aren't you aghast? Aren't you, um, aren't you pissed about this? Well, you should be. You should, and then I'd make all these hyperbolic statements of how this goes all around the world and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, man, I'm, what am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing? You know? And, and so I do think that my own personal joy revolution um, uh, came when uh, I, I, I kind of, uh, I, I kind of felt like I was ready to leave the, the nest when it came to uh, uh, higher education. And I felt yeah. sort of this, calling that there was something larger out there i don't know what it looks like but i need to lean into it you know yeah. and, and uh leaning into it being sad, like recognizing my feelings and stuff like that um it really came to this place of a joy revolution and i continue to evolve in it and that's what i love yeah so, yeah. yeah i mean you've said a couple of things that are really important number one i mean you just mentioned it's something that continues to evolve, you continue to evolve. And a few minutes ago, you said something that I I think is also worth highlighting, is that this is not, positive psychology is not 100% joy and love all the time. There's some work that's involved in that. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. 
Yeah, well, 100% um, joy, <laughs> 100% happiness and joy, number one, is a boring life. Um, and number two, I would constitute that as co- complete toxic positivity, which is nasty. Um, uh, uh, my, my, my father passed a few months ago and, and people would be like, get up and get running, uh, you know, and, and it, it would be a failure to recognize how much I'm hurting, you know, um, certain things like that. And, and that really lit up this idea that, um, no, positive psychology is really about riding those ups, downs and all arounds. Um, if we're having a bad day, quote unquote judge you know we're judging it as a bad day or we're judging it as a good day Mm -hmm. you know and what i love the most about positive psychology um i can't really say it as well as Rumi said it he had this thing this story about the guest room yeah and you're any any emotion that knocks on the door you allow in and stay at the guest room and then they leave and another emotion will come in so to cut yourself from from some sort of pain or bypass some sort of uh, um, uh, some sort of um, area that's challenging is really not doing positive psychology work. It's kind of it's kind of uh, toxic. Uh, I I call it it's I call it the same thing as spiritual bypassing. You know, toxic positivity is very much like spiritual bypassing. And you'll have people that are blissed out, not wanting to confront some of the things that they were put on this earth to confront. Right. And they really are depriving themselves this, um, this opportunity to up-level in this video game that we're, mm-hmm. we're in right now. All right. Well, I love that, a video game. Yeah. Yes, people often think of it as a movie, but a video game. Oh cool. yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I, I can I can definitely see it as a movie. I I, I like it, uh, you know, because you can be objective about it. But what I like about mm-hmm. the idea of the video game is, um, you again, you have sovereignty. You can control your way through this video game, and then if you mess up a certain level, you play it again, mm-hmm. and then the next level it gets harder. You yeah. play it again. You know, and um, so I think both are, are have their positives, the, the movie and the, the video game. I love it. Do you have a favorite video game while we're on the subject? <laughs> Zelda, do not even, don't, do not even debate with me on that. Do not debate with me. Legend of Zelda is Legend? the top. Uh, well, no? I'm unable to debate with you because I've never played it. So. Well, I got I to hear you <laughs> Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought I would ask. Yeah. Is that, that's very interesting because you've got a um, a sense of participation. There's a participatory sort of feeling to to that to a video game versus a movie where you just sit down with a bucket of popcorn and a large large soda. <laughs> I mean, big. You know, and you just kind of sit there, and then you know you can pause pause it if it's on Netflix or whatever because we're not going guys we're not going to traditional movie theaters right now in 2020 so those of you thank you for listening five six years from now this is where we were in yeah, life called movie theaters y'all uh you know <laughs> and, and the, the the ufos had not landed yet y'all not yet Ooh. no not yet it was before then yes yeah. mm-hmm. 
And we were still wondering, what will that look like? <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, I think, uh, you know, we're, what you and I are recognizing is that the world is evolving very fast. Mm. We don't know what it looks like. Um, but we have choices as to yes. what it looks like. We can choose fear or mm. we can choose um, something like love, right? And that's what I really love about this year is that, you know, it, it, things weren't happening uh, to me. Things were just happening. And then I had the opportunity to make these decisions. Okay, do I want to be scared here? Do I want to be scared here? Uh, do I want to join this movement just because people are saying I should join this movement I, where I can just kind of step back like in the same way as a movie and watch it and then say, okay, now I can engage. I can, I can look at this neutrally, whether it's positive, quote positive or quote negative, and then come in with an objective as objective as I can um, viewpoint. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and there's so much of importance there. It really is a choice that we make moment to moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I feel Frankel, uh, Victor Frankel said it best. Like, they can take anything they want. People can take anything they want from you except your ability to choose how you react to it. Mm -hmm. you know? And I think, yeah. again, it, in, at this point, it's amazing that these all of these quotes are still relevant in a changing world. That the choices we have to be afraid that maybe old systems might be be toppling, and mm -hmm. uh, it, it's really cool. Yeah, it, it is. It's, it's really cool. So when you're working with people in a, a joy revolution context, how do you um, how do you work with them? Because you help them produce TEDx talks, as you mentioned a few minutes ago. What, what does this look like when someone begins to do this work? And how do you come in and help them through this? Yeah, so I'm going to pull a little bit of the, uh, you know, the, the, the curtain back to yeah. kind of joy revolution all right i think it's hard to pres prescribe joy right and so yeah. when we come into the joy revolution uh one of the things when it comes to writing is before we teach anything write from your body the body remembers so clear your mind and just write from the body the second thing we have we do is uh on the next day is um i will I, I will teach some sort of PhD level lesson on joy or systems theory, something like that. Um, and it's very much like the karate kid where like, you know, where uh, Mr. Miyagi has him painting the, the, the fence and everyone's like, where is my joy now? Right. Yes. Uh, and then it culminates at the end with this, um, this exercise in receiving. And once they realize that every bit of the joy revolution uh was uh staged up until this part where you were receiving suddenly everyone is overwhelmed with joy mm. and we lock it in we lock it in and, and we say store this in your body write what you feel right now what the body will remember so when you leave the joy revolution you'll always be able to come back to the writing and it will remind you of what that felt like. And I have some response just because it happened 
Wednesday and, and some people came in, they thought it would be prescribed and uh, they thought it was going to be a lot more, um, you know, let me tell you how to be joyful. And it was much more about us listening. And it was a lot more shadow work than they thought. It was a lot yeah. more, you know, there's, there's a lot more things going on. Um, but really what it is is a commitment to the community. They come in, um, you know, we give them everything they need from uh, uh, things to write grants with the revolutions, uh, how, how to build your network with the revolution, um, how not to burn out. And those are all great. But you, the last thing they get is the joy at the end. Okay. So when we leave, they're going to be fueled by joy. And um, it's very cool. It's, it's a very cool process. It's almost like an, an ongoing retreat, you know, and you know, ah. when a really good retreat. And at the end, it's like, oh my gosh, uh, there's a release I'm hap have happening right now. Yes. that's very much what the joy revolution said yeah i love that and i love the uh, the likening it to a very good retreat which yeah. keeps giving long after the retreat ends exactly. if it's really good yeah mm -hmm. exactly. and you know I, I i i my first retreat was uh with some jesuits and they threw a very good retreat so yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. the jesuits you know but a lot of it was right. Very introspective. Um, it's 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 looking into some uh, shadowy corners, and it's like I used to be afraid to want to look in there, and then you you peek behind, and guess what? It's your best self standing there. Right. Like, Thank you for for acknowledging me finally. Mm -hmm. Work. Yeah, and uh, you've mentioned here uh, what a what a process that was for you to begin to peer behind those dark corners, and I think it is for everybody. And when, when you work with folks, how long do you typically work with them? Is this a short kind of? Oh, well, you know, when, the, the, when we first started, it, it was six months. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so it's, it's heavy duty work. But um, we've, we have it streamlined to about four months right now mm -hmm. uh, where, where you come through, uh, the, you know, the things that didn't stick with the previous uh, iterations we just take out and we don't take anything personally and we really get to sort of the 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 meat of it and the marrow of things very quickly you know and yeah. and so um it, it usually goes uh, about three months and uh one month is dedicated to your joy the second month is dedicated to your joy in the context of society and then the last month is your joy in the context of bringing joy to others and social change and so it's really i, I don't know if we can pack it up looser than that and then at the mm -hmm. very end um you know maybe we'll do this live uh you know in person one day but at the very end we have our own kind of performances everything that someone has learned in the joy revolution they now go and De uh, declare to the world. Okay. And so it's very cool. It's very, very cool. Yes. Yeah. That, that is cool. The declaration component when you first told me about that was something that I thought was, was really amazing. And yeah. people start sharing this and extending it. And yeah. And uh, so when, uh, when people do that, um, you know, what, uh, what kind of things, if you can share, what, what kind of things have people done in terms of social change or any other change for that matter? Uh, it's incredible. It's incredible. Um, so uh, 
a few people have it 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 runs the gamut a few people uh okay here's one uh one person's revolution was um uh in yoga there was a lot of people who from yoga who come in um and i didn't know this because i didn't necessarily know about it but when i looked at it i understood why she did what she did she wanted to make yoga uh accessible to everyone and not cater to the upper class um petite white woman right she wanted to see it going to men people of color all these other areas so that was her revolution right um uh, we had other people talking about the revolutions of uh after losing a spouse Mm -hmm. where it's look once i lost my spouse all I've been tagged by society is, is a widow. And I still have so much left to give the world um, beyond the, the, this widow uh, moniker you've given me. Um, yeah. uh, now, uh, just Wednesday, uh, we had someone uh, uh, really, really stressing how important um, a, a reform in medicine is. And I mean, it was a joy revolution, but this cat was calling out the system and he's a pharmacist and he was calling himself out. Um, I, I mean, it's all over the place. Everyone's joy revolutions, you know? Yeah. And yeah. That, that's, what's great about it is, you, is you're listening and it's like, Oh my gosh, I want to jump on that re- revolution. I want to jump on that. I see where my MPH now comes into value in this, in, in this person's joy revolution of healthcare. And so it, it's again like uh, it's it's teaching and learning, and um, everything that uh, I do that's concerning the joy revolution. I must understand that I am a teacher and a learner, and also I was taught that uh, I, I was also taught that really great teachers are supposed to be surpassed by their students, because the teacher opens up the capacity that the teacher could get to. But now the student starts at that new capacity and expands that capacity beyond what the teacher could ever do. And I think that's what um, growth and revolutions look like. It's, mm-hmm. it's really a passing of the batons. Um, or uh, if you've ever done double dutch, which you look like you've played double dutch uh, jump rope, um, the rope will always spin. Mm-hmm. So I jump in and then when I, I can't go anymore, I jump out and then someone else jumps in. It's not about Mark Cordone's joy revolution for, for life and you follow me around for the rest of your life. No, come in, go, and then let me join your revolution. You know? yeah. yeah, I can't imagine a host of people following you around for the rest of your life. No, I can't either. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That doesn't sound like much fun to me. <laughs> I can't either. Yeah, it's all about fun. And then you've taken this in a number of different directions. You've got a couple of different podcasts going on. Tell us a little bit about those. You've got the Golden Mike podcast for starters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So so the Golden Mike podcast uh, really was an extension of uh, my introversion in doing Facebook Lives. Uh, I really wanted to push myself. And uh, like I said, five minutes I could stay on with a uh, a guest on on the, the the first lives you get to 200 
Um, and now I get to choose. Now I get to like really dive deep. Um, now I don't necessarily have to be the court jester and make everyone laugh and do these tricks on, on Facebook. I can really sit down like we are right now, uh, Tomas, and, and, and speak to, to folks and really go for, for a deep dive into sort of a, what has led to where they're at right now, you know, and, and everything that I've learned has been like a, it's like a class every week for me to, to listen <laughs> to these folks. Um, I, I think one thing that's really interesting, which is not interesting at all, which is no duh, but the show uh, uh, last month uh, ranked uh, 116th in the United States oh. in spirituality. Cool. Cool. <laughs> so I, I do love the fact that when I first started with my, the positive psychology, joy stuff, um, I never really talked about the spirituality. And it's funny because people are seeing exactly what I'm trying to do. Um, like I'm a kind of a court jester and I'm trying to do this joy, but also at the same time, positive psychology stops where spiritual spirituality begins. And that's part of what we do in the golden Mike podcast. I really have loved and enjoyed it. I can't wait for you to take me over a hundred, uh, that hundred, uh, ranking when you come right, on. Right, right <laughs> on. <laughs> um, but also at the same time, one thing I've noticed in the past 12 months of doing the golden Mike podcast is and, and this is just a little shadow work is I was hiding. I'm hiding behind my guests. I am, I was giving, you know, I'm, I, I know how to give a hard question, but I don't know how to answer it, you know? And so I, re I really, really started to think about what needs to happen for my own growth. How do I put myself in a place of uh, sort of taking a quantum leap when it comes to that hiding? And no, November 25th, I still have the sticky note on there. I started an idea. How do I do a podcast where I'm not hiding? And so that's what tiny little classes are. It's me not hiding. And it's also me doing me falling on my face, taking a quantum leap, you know, but in eight days, it was done. And it, we did five things. And it's it's, you know, if, I, if I'm helping people in the joy revolution find their voice, I must also continue to be on the path to search for mine or, or craft mine. Yes. Okay. This is, this is great. I'm, and thank you for sharing this. I love this. As a podcast host, there are people as podcast hosts that do just want to interview only. And like, some of them, like you said, are actually possibly... And, and some of them actually are hiding behind the interview structure. So it's always important to be interviewed. And for those of you listening, in exactly one month, I'm going to be recording a show with Mark on the golden mic. And I'm very much looking forward to that. That's going to be a good time. Yeah. And, and you know, so tiny little classes. I love the idea of this. Now, this is just you solo, correct? It's, it's me, a Coke, and a smile. Yeah. I love it. Okay. And are they short? Um... I, they're, they're, they're tiny and little, um, and, and they're like an Altoid. They're like packed with, with flavor. Right. All right. Uh, and so part of the tiny little class is, uh, me talking about a, a story that may be, or, or that was meaningful for, to me at the time. Like I might 
I think my last one I talked about uh, uh, how I didn't want to eat veggies when I when I was little, and I, I go into detail for about five minutes. Mm-hmm. Then I'll I'll switch that over to being like, okay, how is it that we know as a human species what's good for us, and we still don't eat it when it's served to us on a silver platter? We won't go into homeostasis, and so like. <laughs> It's, it's not for me to call out the audience. It's for me to hear myself teach the lesson to myself. I'm, I do not care about rankings or anything like that, but it's, it's, it's in real time, the things that I'm struggling to, the thing, things that I'm struggling with. So yeah, yeah the people pleasing, the uh, compliance, uh, those sort of things, all of it I talk about. And uh, I talk about it. It's basically to myself and it's very different. And I, you know, I, you know, there's part of, part of me that's like, I, I hope people listen to it, but if people don't, it's still my own like required uh, reading and learning mm-hmm. for my own progression. So yeah. I, I love that. Okay. That's, that's a fun idea to me as, as a podcast host. I've recorded several solo episodes myself, yeah. but none of them um, have been as succinct as yours. I kind of got off long-winded. So I think I was, uh, yeah, I'm maybe filling an hour. Yeah. Well, you, y'all can scroll back through and, and give a listen to some of those. I mean, you know, I stumbled across, across some deep stuff, but I think this is the, you, Mark, you make a really, really important point here is, um, that it's you processing and you don't know if you don't actually put it out there and record and publish it, it might be benefiting a number of people in, in far off corners of the world that are having the same experience as you. Absolutely. And, and I think this goes out to anyone because I know that at the beginning it was very kind um, uh, intro, one that I'll pay a hefty amount of money to you to do in the future. <laughs> well, that sounds good to me. Yeah, but you said that I, 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 I have a lot to say. Uh, I think everyone has a lot to say, you know. Yeah. And I, I, I think one of the things though is that some people have been told that um, their voice is less than, or they've been, uh, they've been taught that uh, to keep your mouth shut, right? Yeah. And. Um, I feel like that's the sort of joyful non-compliance of the show. Um, it's it's that like, no, everybody, everyone has, everyone has this ability to do this. Access-wise, no, we're not there yet. But the the ability to the ability to reflect on your life and to push yourself without looking for validation anymore mm-hmm. um, is it's critical. And I know that I know that I'm on my growth edges because I'll often want to ask my, my coach or, you know, a friend, how was that? And like, really now the sort of the, the, the litmus test is, is uh, just continuing to grow and put stuff out, out there. I mean, I, I just heard, um, uh, I was just listening for, uh, to the third uh, episode and I, it wasn't even edited. I, I, I just said the same sentence three times in a row. And I was like, you know, and, and it's because I'm, I'm uncomfortable. And when I get comfortable, it'll, it's fantastic. And so long story short, everyone has a voice. And to not speak up is actually in, 
from my opinion, to deprive people who are going through the exact same experience um, from hearing someone say, it's cool, I'm going through it with you too. I don't quite know the answer either, but this is what I know. And I, I, I think things like podcasts, I mean, podcasts are now seen more than television in the United States. So with these uh, media, you have the opportunity to both speak to yourself and speak to everyone at the same time going through a human experience. Absolutely. And I would say those of you who have a message and you know you do, because we all do, start a podcast. That's what I would say. Yeah, yeah. Contact people like us. Reach out and do this because, yeah, I, I, Mark, I agree with you 100%. It's something where if we hold it back, we are materially depriving people of possibly a cathartic healing experience. So if you're out there listening, definitely get it out there. You uh, have a message. Oh, yeah. It's... it's catharsis is is really the a, a great word um and also at the same time the that freedom um and, and the aha moments that um like even though it's been a week um some people emailed me about you know this was that eat my veggies thing for, uh really hit home like i've been completely de depriving myself of what the universe is just trying to hand to me yeah really cool yeah. Yeah. It's an amazing experience. And, uh, you know, I mean, I have to say that uh, it's, it's a joy for me to hear those comments, like the email that you received that, okay, this is, there are people out there listening and this is having an impact. That's, that's very good. Yeah. Now, Mark, how can people reach you? You're involved in a number of different things and a number of different activities. If someone is listening right now and they say, okay, I want to get a hold of Mark, tell me more. Yeah. How can they reach you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, you can go to joyrevolution.com. My contact is there. Uh, Mark, M-A-R-C, at joyrevolution.com. Uh, let me know what's up. Let me know if you like this. Uh, maybe I can throw some stuff your way um also at the same time you can call me <laughs> like, uh i don't i don't know if uh people do that anymore but you can call me i've got you know and and um that number is uh 844-309-4293 uh you text me and i'll text back or if you text the word mark uh you're gonna get a bunch of goodies you're gonna get a nice goodie bag Oh, all right. So this is uh, worth repeating here because I know people are listening and you mentioned a goodie bag. You do not, by the way, have to divulge what's in the goodie bag. However, the number, text Mark, M-A-R-C, all right, M-A-R-C, 844-394, no, do I have that right? 304 <laughs> yeah. I love, I love um, this. All right. <laughs> 844-309-4293. Oh, yes. Okay. Got it. And 867-5309. You, you had to, I wish the audience could see you grooving out. Uh, uh, yes. Well, you can feel me grooving out. Just know what's <laughs> happening. Go, it's going on. Yeah. And thank you for listening on Spotify. Yes. Audio <laughs> only. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so that, that's great. So they can reach you by a text for their own goodie bag, and it's Mark M A R C at joyrevolution.com. You visit you online at joyrevolution.com. And these are ways that you, as a listener, can get a hold of Mark and possibly start your very own joy revolution. So, Absolutely. And I mean, the phone number is not a, a, a number to, to uh, it's not a false number. That's, that's my phone number. And <laughs> part of the reason I put it out there is because um, we, again, we've been um, using emails and chat so much that we sometimes forget what it was not not sometimes but we sometimes forget what it's like to interact with these deeper ways of connecting like hearing the voice right and and we're looking at each other right now so like i get to see the coolest like uh you know movements and and uh head nods that that tomas is giving and what about breaking bread with people you know it's, uh, it's yeah. and, you know and now that we've been t- deprived of it for for almost you know, a couple months now, how much does that, that mean? So to, as, as far as I can go, I want to connect with someone uh, more than text, more than um, emails, but maybe audio, we can hear each other. And then mm-hmm. maybe I can move uh, to Zoom or whatever. I'm, I'm really all about yeah. the connection. I love that. And thank you for sharing the, the telephone number as well, because I think there's so many people that have lost that we used to just call each other. That, that was a thing back in the day. And yeah, um, yeah it's, it's really nice to have a live, real time interaction with somebody. <laughs> and, and, you know, this will end, this will come to an end, all of the social distancing and isolation, and we'll be able to have a massive street party with strangers hugging strangers and taco trucks real soon now and so the way this podcast came full circle this idea of collective effervescence and joy Mm -hmm. is what you're talking about right there is when we will go out into the streets and hug people again uh, do all that fun stuff and I'm looking forward to it. I want packed as in unable to move like a crowded dance floor at a club only with joyous music and really, really good street tacos. I know of a lot of them. If y'all live in Phoenix, come on down. When this day arrives, it, oh, it's going to be fun. You might have to go there to see you do the worm. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Man. <laughs> I love this. Well, Mark, this is this is fun. And I knew that we would have a good time on the show. And I know that people have gotten a lot of value. And what else would you say to, to people? Any um, kind of anything else that you'd like to add before we wrap up? Um, yeah, it's something I wrote this morning. Oh, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Um. Uh, and I didn't come up with this. Uh, it was uh, uh, my friend Jen who showed up in my Facebook feed. But I, I feel this is worthy of retransmitting. Um, you can create whatever you want. If it's in your unique design, um, you have the craft, creativity, knowledge, and impulse. And you can see it. And if you can see it, it's yours. Anything you want. I love that. All right. Anything you want, Mark, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and your heart with us today. And thank you so much for joining me on the show. This has been a real pleasure. Oh, thank you. Um, perhaps we, we should uh, air your, uh, when you come on my podcast, 
we drop our episodes on the same day. How do you feel about that? We could certainly do that. <laughs> In fact, it sounds like fun. <laughs> fun. There we go. Um, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us. That's our word here, guys, is fun. You've been listening to Decide to Transform with Mark Cordone of Joy Revolution. And everybody have a great day. We'll be eating tacos in the street and hugging strangers real soon. I promise, guys. All right. Everybody have a great rest of your day.